0: Welcome to WLNM, the Web Novel and Manga Review, hosted by Zeke Janguris.
1: Welcome to WLNM, the Web Light Novel and Manga Review podcast, the podcast dedicated to bringing our listeners the artists, writers, creatives, and other industry pros that are part of this amazing world of anime, manga, and light novels. We'd like to welcome today the blogger behind the I Drink and Watch Anime blog, arena uh, welcome to the podcast
0: thank you very much and may I say that sounded so professional I was a little bit shocked there
1: hey I've been oh. doing this for I've been doing this for a while even before I started this so uh yeah it, it, it shows it's the years in TV news <laughs> now I teach high school so it's a different story there's a much wow. different tone to my voice now <laughs> but um, moving uh moving past uh, that so, I mean, obviously the first question, um, what inspired I drink and watch anime?
0: Um, aside from the fact that I do drink and watch anime quite a bit, and yes. I think with a productive twist on it. Yes. We did discuss this once and twice. I, I suffer from mm, OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, which is very fun, so I do things compulsively like I, I need rituals in my life <laughs> and I figured a blog was cheap and unlikely to be physically harmful so that's actually I just wanted something to do to write every day and do every day type of what well, a ritual like I said and having it public and having people to interact with sort of makes me want to go back to it it incentivizes me in keeping up with it and it's been really great for my mental health and just it's fun
1: that's a that's a that's a great way of looking at it um uh i'm definitely not obsessive compulsive like a hockey goalie but i am uh very routine (laughs) (laughs) I, i like my routines and uh and once I get into one, it's hard to break me out. And uh, trust me, it's uh, I feel some sympathy for you there, but I, I i'm I'm definitely not in an obsessive kind of way. At least that's my own personal opinion. We'd have to talk to my wife about the obsessiveness.
0: I see. And so is she around?
1: We can talk to her right now. Oh, uh, no, she's still working, so I'm not gonna get <laughs> I'm not gonna get in the way of that freight train of uh, work that she's got. Um, But what really piqued uh, my interest um, was a recent recent post on your site, which was about discord, about conversation, um, about trying to engage others about something that we all uh, find uh, of interest, which is, uh, you know, anime, manga, things like that. And You've had some interesting experiences trying to reach out and make those connections. Um, And I have had this experience, what you're talking about on Discord, where you know it doesn't. It's like having a conversation, a party, where someone comes in and completely throws off the balance of the conversation, and it goes off in a completely different tangent.
0: yeah, it happens all the time. Conversations get kidnapped. It's more like snippets of conversations than actual full-on discussions. So,
1: you know, what is it that? Um, I mean, I really uh, have enjoyed your blog. Uh, I, I think I started yeah. really looking at it repeatedly in the last uh, year or so. And. You have a, a lot of good insight there. You, you do take your time to look at, you know, m- multiple facets of the genre. So how, other than the blog, what have been your, your best ways of trying to get that engagement?
0: Oh, well, I have, to be honest, a long history. I, I've been an anime fan for quite a few years as I'm given to understand you have as well.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, I, I live in a French province where most of the most people here speak French and not that many people watch anime. And when we do, it tends to be older anime that has now a French translation and so on. There is, uh, like I mentioned, a in an anime convention every year, which is quite large. It has quite a few people in it, but once the convention's over, it's like the community vanishes. So there's no real, at least I haven't found any sort of real life venue in which to discuss anime close to me. Online, I have tried Twitter and Discord and Reddit and Mal.
1: Yeah. Hey, <laughs> Reddit, Reddit still scares me. So
0: Reddit is a little. I mean,
1: it's, it's it's the Wild West.
0: It's the Wild West. Exactly. Reddit is you never know what you what you're in for. You can start a thread and it's wonderful and insightful, and you leave it and it's great. Or you start a thread and like you're looking at frog porn all of a sudden and you don't <laughs> yeah. know how it happened.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> or yeah. how to feel about it, and so. Yeah. It, it, mm.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. Reddit is Reddit is uh, the wild west for me. It's like, yeah, it's that place that it's it's that back alley that you just don't go down. That they say, uh,
0: you know, you you gotta be ready for an adventure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, it, especially especially from my experience as a kid, um, I had like a, a handful of friends. That knew what anime was. I grew up in a very rural area, and the only way I got exposed to it is the handful of videos that were in the video store. Uh, and it wasn't even a blockbuster, it was like, you know, mom and pop shop, and they had a handful of videos. Among them was like uh, Macross and uh, Yamato, and you know, things that I still love to this day. But there really weren't a lot of people to talk with. I think by high school, it was a, there was a little bit more out there. Like um, my friend uh, Chris Harvey, he was a big Sailor Moon fan, and he had you know pictures of Asagi in his locker in high school. Um, but there weren't many people that we could talk about this stuff with. And as I got older, like my wife didn't know until I'd say a year or more into our marriage, that I was a big anime fan because I had never had a reason to talk about it.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, I I can see what you mean. Now, I grew up mostly in Madagascar where there was no anime whatsoever, (laughs) or TV for that matter of fact, for most of it. Uh, But when I was very small, I was in France and there, for some reason, like, when I was a small child in the 80s, there was tons of anime. I didn't know it was anime. There was tons of it. So I actually, as a very small child, like four years old, I would watch Rosa Versailles. Um, wait, wait. Rosa Versailles is Lady Oscar. Okay. Anyways, it, it, I would watch all the anime when I was a tiny little kid, had no clue it was anime, and already I was absolutely captivated by it. So when I found it again in university, I went wild. You know, like, <laughs> oh my God, it still exists. I didn't dream this up, it was waiting for me. and And I just started watching it again. Nobody else did. I guess it wasn't cool at the time or something, or maybe people just didn't talk about it. But I knew like two
1: other people that
0: watched anime, and that was it.
1: Yeah, well, it, my shock came from when I realized you could watch it online. I, <laughs> when, when, when I discovered that like Hulu had anime titles. And, uh, and I could watch these things stream to my computer. Uh,
0: it just <laughs> kind of
1: blew my mind. I mean, I, I, I mean I grew up in a, in, in a generation where we were, you know, giving, you know we had VHS copies of copies that we gave each other if we found something new. So the idea that I could stream it, it was just it blew my mind.
0: Oh, oh it, it is. It's amazing. It's like this whole library at your fingertips. Did you ever have like the old fan sub Napster experience where mm, you would sit no, at your
1: I, I did now? not have the Napster experience. Um, I think I might've uh, downloaded like three songs from Napster because I was not, I won't say I wasn't tech savvy, but that's, to me Napster was a place where you know people got music from and I wasn't a big into music so I never played around with the site enough to know I didn't even know that there was a, a, a section of it that had anime stuff on it.
0: Oh yeah it took like five to. 15 hours to download a single episode then half the time it like failed and gave you
1: an error message
0: at 48
1: <laughs> at, at 48 bytes per second probably would take <laughs> take that long yeah.
0: you know you you had to do what you had to do it and half the time the subtitles had nothing to do and i mean nothing to do with the episode <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: but i i can see i can see that um especially since snapster was i mean uh, a unrestricted sharing <laughs> site let's go with the nice way to put it yeah, it was reputable. <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah I, I and you've probably had the experience that i do and for me i call it my angry old man or get off my lawn moments when I'm at a convention and I hear kids bitch and moan about, oh, I don't want to have to pay for Crunchyroll. I'm like, you have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) You have so much at your fingertips right now. You have no idea how good you got it.
0: I, I, I have it and I have it the other way as well, where the anime industry is so underfunded. And like these poor animators are working inhumane hours doing this art, creating art, and getting paid peanuts for it. And we're like, Yeah, seven dollars to watch unlimited anime for months yeah. with no restrictions? No, that's not worth it, but I'll pay like fifteen bucks for a sandwich. <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: I I, like, I, I, it I feels think that's fair a- to me,
0: you know.
1: <laughs> That's, that's an, a great way to put it is to, you know, to put it in perspective. I mean, if you go to Starbucks and you buy a cup of coffee, what, you know, if you buy a, a venti or whatever, it can cost you almost three plus dollars or $4. And, you know, they're going to moan about having to pay that much a month. It mm-hmm. It makes me that kind of thing makes me crazy. But that's when I get to my I'm like, yeah. And now that I'm a, an adult, I I have like all the services. <laughs> <laughs> I I have all the services. I watch Crunchy, who I have Crunchyroll, Hulu, Netflix, Hide Dive. Uh, I had Amazon Strike when that was a thing, but now it's just on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I mean, I suck in copious amounts. Uh, and that that's makes sense. What?
0: Funimation?
1: Funimation. I've got a Funimation account. I just go nuts um because I'm a grown-up and I have an income and I you choose make, to I choose spend to spend it, it, on, it
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I choose to spend it on streaming services. Some people want to watch HGTV all the time. I 9 out of 10 times I'm going to anime unless I'm you watching
0: What though? I would watch anime HGTV.
1: That would be a very, you know, well, it's, it's almost, well, they, we basically have enough content for an anime food network.
0: We do, we do. And it's awesome. I like watching food anime is the best way to put on weight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 personally, I mean, I, I can appreciate the, the talent it takes to put the anime together. I, I, 100%. And I think the detail that they show in some of these food anime is absolutely spectacular. But I I just can't get I can't get into them. I just can't sit there and watch people cook. Yeah, I, I can't do it. I, I, I can't and and not only to cook, but to make to try and elevate food to like this master, Samurai level bushido thing. I'm like, crack some eggs, put it in a frying pan, <laughs> and, and and I'm I'm pretty safe. I mean, I'm
0: you you and I are very different people. Hey, hey, <laughs> I
1: and the, I must and the thing is I'm a what I would call a very skilled cook. I'm especially a very skilled baker, but mm-hmm. I cannot for the life of me. Watch, you know, the idea of—I mean, uh, you know—the restaurant Volt, Wait. Brian Voltaggio, that that Master okay. Chef winner, Brian Voltaggio. Okay. okay, I he don't want...
0: watch live action at all, but
1: <laughs> I believe great. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, but well, there's this really? famous chef and he's from my hometown and I he, he I've been in his restaurant and I'm like I just just give me food <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just need it to be tasty and filling I don't need it to be artistically arranged on my plate I just need to eat and uh yeah that's been my my one gripe with food anime is but I just don't need it
0: didn't you, weren't you the one who tweeted at me about Kekurio, Ben and Breakfast? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, but that has, oh, that's- has a anime. Yeah,
1: it, it is, but it, it also has a really cute shojo aspect to it. And that's, oh, I
0: see. <laughs> that's,
1: that's my thing, is that really cute shojo aspect. Um, I like those little plucky heroines like that, that are, you know, in, in this case, she was basically a Sekid. Which is, it doesn't ever get that tag, but it, you know, she's taken to the spirit world, and she ends up, you know, opening up a small cafe because she doesn't want to marry the, you know, ogre king. But yeah, I I like those plucky heroines who, you know, just do their best.
0: You pronounce it uh, Asaki.
1: Uh, Asakai. Uh, I, I. yeah,
0: I, I, I don't know how to pronounce anything because I never hear these words spoken out loud. So I just read them and pronounce them how I think they're pronounced. For, y-
1: for years, I pronounced it a seki, which I, I like. It, yeah. I think it
0: sounds cool.
1: Yeah, but I believe it's a seki. It's
0: the I only, I'm
1: the worst when it comes
0: to I have the French thing going, so I read it which is probably not
1: right. Well, I, I tend to pronounce almost every foreign word with a Greek pronunciation or a completely made-up one because of my heritage and, you know, yeah, it's, I, I am famous for just butchering words. Sometimes I do it just to, on purpose, just to uh, annoy my wife. Oh you can't <laughs> lie. She works so hard too. She, she does. Uh, but yeah, I yeah I do that sometimes, just to, just to make her a little crazy at times. Um, but I, I, going back to the dis, the the discussion of, of conversations, yeah, it, I, I have found it also more difficult to find um groups of more mature fans. Now I work in high school. So I get to, t- I, 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 host the anime club. So I'm talking with my kids oh, all the nice. time about anime in, in, in my school, but I don't know. I can't remember the last time I had a face-to-face conversation about anime with another adult. It must, it last time it was, it was probably a convention.
0: Uh... Oh, you know, a good point. The last time I had a face-to-face conversation about anime, oh, I don't think it even happened at the last convention yes. I was at. It must have. Well, we have um. um yeah, it, it's been years. It's yeah, wh- literally been years. <laughs> wh-
1: which which convention um is it in? In, in uh,
0: the Otakuton right. is the Montreal convention. Okay. I've but been to really an, cool. I've been to
1: Anime North in Toronto, and that was I enjoyed that one.
0: Yeah, I've never been to the Toronto one. I've never been to Anime. I've not. I'm not. I've actually only been to I've only been to the Montreal one twice, I think, and I've been to Otacon in the States.
1: That's 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 my bread and butter. I was there when they were in Baltimore, and now they're in DC. Um, right.
0: One day we're in Baltimore, I've I've been to the Baltimore and I've been to DC once, but I am not a huge convention goer person individual, uh, or or fond of big groups of people uh, in general. I, I
1: I can understand that. Um, my my rundown of generally, I go to conventions and I'm working my butt off most of the time because. I sit in the press area and I interview the voice actors and Otacon usually brings in foreign guests. Which is cool. (laughs) It is so so fun. I really enjoy doing that, but I take my job seriously. But on the other side of it is I like conventions because they create a safe space for people to uh, come together and talk about uh, a shared love of something especially for cosplayers because if you are a 50 year old 250 pound male who wants to dress as a magical girl you go ahead and dress as a magical girl and no one's going to say a damn thing about it
0: okay i will give my my town one thing in montreal if you're a 50-year-old guy, you want to dress as a magical girl, go right ahead. No, yes. one's going to give yeah. a damn thing about
1: yeah. it. You know what? I mean, that's the best part for me about conventions is uh, for a lot of people, it's their one chance to connect with other members of the community. And I think mm-hmm. that probably goes back to um, when I was younger, like when I was really younger and a big Star Trek fan. And I went to some Star Trek conventions when I was in middle school. And this is pre-internet that was the one time i was really sitting there talking to other people other fans and seeing cosplay and
0: that actually sounds super cool honestly. it was
1: it was a, it was pre internet so that was that was the connection that was the time i got to talk with other fans and for me that's now, what the conventions are about
0: i'm going to throw this out there for you <laughs> i am a small not not necessarily young but the physically very small girl okay uh, and my experience at conventions has a certain amount of anxiety related okay. there's a lot of strangers coming up to you asking for your phone number asking you out there's this whole sort of you know oh my god a girl that likes anime there's like a hundred yeah You know,
1: I I understand. I I I see where you go with this.
0: You know what? There's this sort of aspect which it can be pleasant, but can also be a little stressful, especially when you're younger and you don't know how to deal with it. Which makes the live experience of conventions, whether they're anime or anything else, potentially the experience is a little different depending on your age, your gender, your background, and I do think that for some people it can be a little overwhelming. I've I've seen, you know, people have to leave conventions because it's just it's too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, well, and 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 I'll agree there. I mean, we all have to have our own limits. And yeah, I, I have seen the uh, I've seen the not so pleasant sides of the conventions. I think they've done a lot in recent years to try and push for even safer spaces, but I think some of it comes down to also the size of the convention. Oticon is huge. If you right? Oticon, Oticon is massive. It's a, it's a massive machine with tens of thousands of people. Um, there's a convention in Pittsburgh called Teco, and it's a much smaller convention. It's about 10,000 people. Uh, It's very inclusive. It's a nice, um, it's a nice mid-sized convention where you still have panels, you still have cosplay, you still have vendors, but the convention space itself is massive. And so you don't ever feel like, oh my God, am I going to be able to make it from point A to point B without running into somebody? And so that's, it, it it all depends on which size I think of a convention you want to go to Um, and you know it's always it it, and and this is because I'm slightly overprotective Uh, I'm a I'm a big brother uh, to to uh, to uh, have a younger sister who's 10 years younger than I am so okay (laughs) when when my sister you know and I first started doing conventions big brother was always there because she was you know she was cute she liked cosplay and, you know, that kind of automatically like switched my gears into Big Brother mode to always keep an eye out for her. And um, yeah, it's sometimes it, it takes uh, having a group of people that you know and trust to be with you. So yeah, I, I understand um, your belief, your the pitfalls. Well, I understand the pitfalls of conventions, though. I personally have not necessarily ever had to deal with those. Um, yeah, uh, you know.
0: I'm seeing that as far as finding a group of people to just like sit down and talk about anime with, conventions can be great but the experience can be different for yes. different people and it might not be for everyone that's just that's just the bottom line it might not be the best venue for everyone the last few conventions have been true though I would say this: half the people I talked to didn't watch anime; they just liked conventions. That or is cosplay. That,
1: that is <laughs> that is a very interesting uh, route. Um, I've always found the it uh, very interesting watching the different groups of fans. Like for a while, you know, there was a time where it was Evangelion. There was like massive groups of Evangelion. And there was massive groups of fairy tale fans, and massive groups of Sword Art Online fans, and then Attack on Titan. And it's just interesting watching. And now you know, Demon Slayer is like the anime of this next generation. And it's, so it's
0: always shonen. Huh? Well, yeah. not, not Eva. I guess Eva was anime. Uh, no, it, well. it
1: has definite shonen aspects to it. I mean, always
0: the, shonen.
1: Yeah, but it's yeah. There's, it's it's interesting watching these groups of. Uh, of of what becomes the big influence, it becomes their touchstone in anime. Right. Like for me, it'll always be, it'll always be Macross. It'll always, it'll always be, you know, uh, 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 a a post-apocalyptic mecca with singers and love triangles. That that will always be <laughs> the, the, so well. <laughs> Yeah, that, that'll always be this touchstone for me when it comes to what influenced me um, I, in my nice. anime. So it, it's interesting watching these different groups, especially now that I am a high school teacher and I talk to kids on a regular basis uh, about what they're interested in and uh, it's it's really fascinating. They were all nuts for the Demon Slayer movie. I mean, they they went out to the theaters to watch it.
0: it. I mean, it's production-wise, Demon Slayer is impressive. Like the studio, Ufotable or however you pronounce it.
1: That's how I pronounce it, Ufotable.
0: Okay, (laughs) Ufotable. They're doing, visually, it's a beautiful job. It's very well-directed. And I, I like Demon Slayer, I'm not... I sound like I'm trying to be defensive about it. I like Demon Slayer a lot. I think it's a great anime, but I think that visually it's actually striking. It's very good visually. It's worth going to see in the movie theaters. Well, and I can see it, why it would attract someone's attention
1: quickly. Yes. Well, they've got, uh, remember, UFOdable is the studio behind all the Fate, the Fate franchise. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and that's how I expect my action now. I use them. The I use them. I use them as my benchmark for a good action in a fight. I want to see that. You know. Well, that, the, the, have you
0: been watching Fire Force?
1: Fire Force. I have not because it's almost too shonen for me.
0: <laughs> I, fair enough, but I would say as far as production, as far as visuals and direction, and. Especially framing composition of scenes, I would say it's better than Demon Slayer. I say it's one of the best visually produced anime I've ever seen. Hey,
1: um, I was, uh, yeah, I, I I have such an appreciation for good production value. Um, it's if even if I haven't, even if I'm like uh, my my big thing is i've never seen a bad anime i've just seen ones that don't (laughs) appeal to me um because there's too much respect for the storytellers and for the artists that put all that time and effort into creating these things that we we love um you wrote i think this was from you you wrote a thing about anime adaptations the other day or at least that's when i saw it and um I was there was a line in here. For instance, would any of you be put off if they adapted Star Wars? And Trigger just announced that they are doing Star Wars shorts?
0: I know and I' uh, it's gonna be great, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: yeah uh, yeah. I mean, st- and Studio Trigger has a definite style to it and it's yeah. like you know that it's Studio Trigger just by the way it looks.
0: Definitely. Definitely, there they have signature looks. Trigger and cool. there's a few studios. David Studio has a very good, like they do JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah,
1: they they definitely have a distinct look in their animation. Well, Kyo Annie. Um,
0: Kyo Annie, yes. Yes, yeah. they're, it, they're. back this season. I'm so happy. What was that? They're back this season.
1: Yes, yes, yeah. I, I, I love. I was a I never thought in all my years of watching I would love a show about a woodwind instruments club. Right? <laughs> I, I and, agree. And and, and and there's no like great drama in it. It's oh. pretty just daily, like these are the students. And as, as much as I love Kamiko, she is just the observer. She's she's not the the she doesn't cause any of these events to happen. Right. She's just like the, the the frame that we're viewing this world through. And I am astonished every time I watch that, the, the attention to detail in that program in, in uh, Hibiki Unifonium um, is just spectacular. You see the reflection of the other, Musicians in the brass. Yes,
0: <laughs> I remember. And there's, it's written and and everything. The cinematic language, truth has a lot of sort of confidence and respect for the audience. It doesn't. It's a show that doesn't feel compelled to always be doing something because it thinks its audience will lose interest the second something big isn't happening, and it doesn't feel the need to really feed us all the information or give us characters that are super easy to understand that are archetypes. And there's a stillness to it that to me always conferred just a certain level of, you know, we believe our story's good and we believe our viewers are smart. So that's all we need. You know, we can just let the story speak for itself.
1: Yeah. Oh, go ahead.
0: Nice. No, sorry. That, that was pretty no, much the no. end of
1: it. No, no. it just, um, there's one episode where they play the piece from beginning to end. Right. And it's like you're <laughs> sitting there in a symphony hall. And I, I am a fan of going to the symphony when I've been in area. We used to, I used to live near the Maryland Symphony Orchestra where their home base was. So i had been to the symphony multiple times in my life. And they did an entire, an entire piece from beginning to end, and I my jaw just dropped. I'm like, this isn't something that you ne- typically see animated, even in a film. I know
0: that uh, same same for me. That episode was like the one that said, okay, this is special. This this, this is a special, and it was a beautiful piece too. Well, oh
1: yeah,
0: I, I thought it was. Beautiful oh,
1: piece. it was just spectacular. Um. Let's see. oh uh also in that you uh, in that article you you did talk about um you know what if uh, game of thrones had become a uh was turned into an anime and i think you're you're right on with your take on that um with you know it, it would definitely have uh, a lot of handsome boys yeah <laughs>
0: most animators (laughs) they
1: would have handsome boys and some um, sexy girls Sexy girls and the white walkers would probably be to me scarier than they actually were in the show so i think that that would be great for an animated adaptation i do have to say grand crest war is to me my that's my game of thrones in um
0: Really, to me, it that that feels like it. my Game of
1: Thrones. I I watched that one a couple of times, and it just has a uh, it has yeah. a just a solid story. It has good characters. Um,
0: I've said Berserk.
1: Oh, uh, Berserk! Yeah, I mean it. Berserk I mean, has I haven't a,
0: watched a, the new ones, but yeah, I would have said Berserk, the original at least.
1: Yeah, well, I think because there's more um there's more political intrigue in grand crests than i think there is disagree was. there's more disagree
0: intrigue. respectfully disagree all sir. right okay
1: he he's, he says as he throws his hands up you know, for since we're, but it's yeah for me grand crest is is my game of thrones for anime um i'm sure we all can read into various other ones mhm uh, to come up with conclusions like that. but Well,
0: I mean, we could go to the original if you've watched it, which is Lotus. Oh. Return of Lotus War.
1: Yeah, the Lotus War. Yeah. I don't think, I can't remember when I watched that. I know I did because I used to have a spreadsheet <laughs> <laughs> that had all the names of the shows that I watched and what I thought about them. Um, so, yeah, because I get a little, I, I used to, you know, So not OCD is what you're saying. No, not OCD. (laughs) Okay. I eventually, I eventually, that spreadsheet got too big, and I was like, you know what? I just can't do it anymore. I'll let the computers keep track of what I've seen, Uh, because uh, it was just it it became unwieldy of a list. Um, But I had like what it was, and one column had my like a, a, a review, like in notes and then the other column had you know like the simple review did i like it or did i not you know yeah it was a little yeah it was a little a little obsessive but i just didn't want to keep going accidentally you know getting the wrong ones so yeah
0: accidentally rewatching a show that 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 was my excuse too even though i've never accidentally <laughs> rewatched
1: I've rewatched a lot of shows.
0: <laughs> I bet not accidentally. <laughs> not
1: accidentally, no. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I, I think this, and, and this goes back to the theme of of the original thing. I mean, what we've had right now is that is that discord. It it, it may not always be focused. It may be rambling at times. But the chance we have to talk with other fans is to me priceless. I mean it, it's just so much fun.
0: I I have a question for you. You say that your principal sort of venue or platform to find these discussions is Twitter. Yes. Now I have had very little luck with Twitter. I find that it it devolves very quickly into like useless arguments, not everything, but yes. a lot of things. Like a lot of plain statements, sort of just become one person saying, "Oh, this is trash." Another person saying, "No, you're trash." For saying, and and on the
1: and exactly that's, that's
0: that's where all it is, that's where know?
1: that's where the self restraint comes in. There are many times where I see someone post something, and I'm like, I could get involved in this. But I'm not going to do it. For me, even though it's in an open forum, Twitter is a means of two-way communication between me and somebody that I already know.
0: Ah, okay, okay, so you're using it like me, more like a messenger than an yes. actual open yes. discussion. Yes, because
1: I because I absolutely freaking hate Facebook, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't have Facebook, but yeah.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I don't like Facebook at all, um, so Twitter has been my main uh, way of reaching out. And, you know, I, I've followed some people over time. And when I, if I watch something and I'm excited about it, I'll send them a message and be like, Hey, did you see what happened in this episode? Sometimes they're like, they haven't caught up. uh, They haven't caught up or they haven't seen it, but sometimes they're like, yeah, it was cool. And just that enough has been enough to have a conversation. Like I,
0: But how did you meet them before?
1: Um, Randomly, in a lot of ways. Randomly. I just I spent a lot of time on Twitter because it it used to be a a, a habit out of news, out of my news background, because I would be scrolling through and breaking news or events that would pop up and they would pique my interest, and then I just gradually started following people um, that I found interesting um, that talked about anime. And then I started following some of the authors that I've had on this program that write like novels because they generally are anime fans to begin with. And so it just, it's kind of like a chain reaction of connections. And eventually you, you know, you get to- Just a give level- me one more. Yeah.
0: sorry
1: about that no no problem i mean i won't hold you for for much longer but like i said it's oh, twitter's have
0: a twi- small innovator here but taking yeah. care yeah.
1: but um it's just one of those twitter's been one of those places where I've, uh, i i do have yeah, it's in an open form a lot of times. And but, but so I,
0: to get I'm, this straight, you you scroll through Twitter and when you see someone that has a lot of tweets that you agree with and so on, you strike up. Yes,
1: yes, that's basically it. And that that's that that's how I've grown the collection of people that um, I have found interesting and I can share things with. I had a great conversation about I came across the live action version of the battleship Yamato the other day on Funimation.
0: There's a live I didn't even know, okay.
1: Okay, yeah. um, I'm not gonna say pass, uh, but <laughs> it was like, oh my God, they completely changed the, like the personality of several of the key characters. And I was like, this, what am I watching? And so I reached out to a fan that I knew that loves Yamato and I'm like, what the hell is this? And he's like, well, it's, he was happy that it came out and yes, they changed all this stuff. But typically when the Japanese make an adaptation they like compress the cast and the script down as far as they can because they generally don't have a lot of money. Yes, that's true. (laughs) And he's like, he was still happy it came out. The VFX, the visual effects were good, but.
0: Not to mention that anime, from what, from my understanding is the way that they advertise that the demographics for anime compared to the demographics for, for dramas or real yeah. live action shows in Japan are quite different. And there's like a a tonal adaptation that has to be done every time.
1: It, it It's different it, depending on studios and all sorts of other things. It, we could have an hour, two hour conversation on the, ass backward way they fund anime uh oh, in yeah. japan um because it's insane i know uh, but <laughs> it uh yeah it, it it depends there are a lot of uh, variables in that one it's the western system i think is a little bit better but that's just coming from a westerners perspective so
0: well it, there's more money
1: there's more money in the way that we do it but there's less that's produced
0: well yeah there's less that's produced and there's oversight which depending on how much more oversight depending on how you look at it can be a good or a bad thing like that oversight is a quality control it it, it ensures a certain level of you know artistry and and certain standards that are applied but also, it means that a lot of weird stuff doesn't get made. Like, there's a lot of really interesting anime that would not survive oversight.
1: No, no. <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> that would just, be wa- washed out, that would be uh, like watered down because, oh, this is a little too out there.
0: And, well, yeah, but not just the, the whole, you know, politically correct or not suitable for audiences, but just things that are unmarketable or that would appear unmarketable as someone who like loves for instance natsume's book of friends have always loved that is a completely unmarketable show if there was a big studio that wanted to make money they probably would not green light a project about a kid that moves to the country and enjoys it you know
1: (laughs) i'm i'm always surprised at the the anime that you know have been underwritten mm-hmm. by certain industries, like the uh, "Let's Make a Mug" two <laughs> that came out, was partially underwritten by that region in uh, in Japan
0: that oh, is exactly famous like for its, that, that
1: is famous for its pottery. And I'm sure the one that came out about the Honda Super Cub is. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> is
1: partially underwritten by that and then there was one that was about uh these girls that you know were into uh riding bicycles like cross country and at the mm-hmm. end of every episode you had the voice actresses doing a whole spiel about the about actual bicycles uh, it's, it's
0: super kid i believe super cup yeah uh, yeah and and, and Like I said, the Zombieland Saga that just finished the second season, quite popular. Yeah, you know, is essentially for Saga, which is a part of Japan Tourism Bureau. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, there's, 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 they're, they're they're creating tourism buzz through anime, which that's how they do it. That's how they do it. Um, I'm not gonna knock them because I know when I finally get to Japan. I've had to cancel my trip like four, five times at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I finally get there, hopefully next year when they open their borders again, uh, I will be doing pilgrimages to places that I want to see.
0: Will it be your first trip?
1: It will be. I've tried to go four previous times and each time something's come up. Uh, Whether it be a snowstorm that canceled my flights, whether it be um, something happened in the family and then I was all set to go last year. And oh,
0: no. Yeah, I can imagine.
1: Oh. So, yeah, hopefully when J- and now Japan is locked down, like during the warring states period. So uh, if getting in uh, to that country as a foreigner at the moment is very difficult. So I'm just looking forward to them opening back up and going and enjoying some time. Uh, traveling around and uh, soaking in the actual places of things I've seen only on television. So
0: out of curiosity, what are your tourism shows? like? What um, shows
1: for, uh, okay. I Well, actually, I'll get to that in a moment um, because <laughs> we are now at plus an hour. Um, so oh, I'm going to wrap up the official podcast and I'll tell you about the trip in a, uh, a second. Um, thank you. Uh, for joining me to have this Discord to talk about anime. I really enjoyed it. Um, me too. Uh, yeah, uh, I look forward to doing this again. And if you are interested in talking about anime or listening to us talk about anime or say light novels and you want to know how creators come up with the ideas they do, um, check out, subscribe to the WLNM podcast uh, where we hope to highlight the best that independent creators have to offer. And if you want to learn uh, more about uh, Irina and uh, the, and her I Drink and Watch anime, check out drunkenanimeblog.com with some very interesting challenges laid out for you while you're watching your anime. And until next time, keep reading.
0: This has been a WLNM podcast we